Hey guys, it's Jasmine, Bridal Beauty Team owner and business coach. And this is Beauty in the Network, where I help you up level your personal development skills, business marketing skills, and your mindset. And today's episode is a little bit different, and it might be a slight trigger warning as I'm giving you an insight of what it has been like for me as a young African American female who has a business, what triggered me into getting a business, and how some of those things have showed up in my life as an adult from past experiences today. So I'll let you go ahead and tune into today's video and I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Bye. Hey guys, it's Jasmine and today's episode is going to be a little bit different today because I'm just being open, honest, transparent and giving you a story of, you know, how I actually became um, a business owner, what triggered me into doing it, the good, bad and the ugly and the honest truth and a couple of things of how some of those scenarios showed up in my life as a adult and how I am changing those moving forward. So let's go ahead and jump on into the story with me being in cosmetology school. So cosmetology school, I'm about to graduate. And of course, I went to a Paul Mitchell school. Paul Mitchell schools are amazing. I love their curriculum. I think it really sets you up if you are a beauty professional into, you know, just being prepared for, um, you know, like the basics and what life has to throw at you. It does um, for sure. But at that school, I was one of the, you know, like token brown girls. We probably had, ooh, hmm, we probably had like, I want to say like 100, probably like 100 people that were, you know, in the school for like daytime hours. But out of those 100 people, it might have been like six brown people. So I was one of the predominantly uh, brown girls and all of the clientele that came there, they did not have my hair, right? They did not have my hair and which that was good because I already know how to do my hair. You know, I already know how to do my hair and I need to know how to do like everybody else's hair. So I have like, you know, wide range of flexibility and styling, which is something that I talk about in my uh, bridal hair and makeup company whenever we are doing the hiring process. If you cannot style everybody's hair, then that is something that is huge for us. That's something that is going to, you know, like not work and you might just get training or we might just, you know, like tell you to do some practice before and then just like reapply but when it comes to that it made the ability for me to do everybody's hair even better, right? If I had silky straight hair or if I had like naturally wavy hair, if I had uh like a nice like, you know, soft wave like I would know how to do my own hair. I wanted to know how to do everybody else's. So with that, I came to a lot of salons that I ended up applying to because I didn't want to put myself in a box. And when you think about salons, you have like, I I'll, I'll guess you'll say like um, a full service uh, salon. Two salons can be both full service. And you know, like a certain kind of client is going to go to one, a certain kind of client is going to go to the other, right? Um, now, a lot of people sometimes go to either or now that's totally fine too but I did not want to box myself in my services of just going to one type of salon right so I wanted to go to a diverse salon where I know that I would be able to work with everybody's hair textures so with that being said I applied to locations in downtown Charleston and you know West Ashley Mount Pleasant you know all over the place um some resorts some really nice hotels I applied to a couple of places right and let me tell you my resume my resume is awesome my service four hours are amazing if you put me in somebody's salon I have a 74% rate that you are gonna buy a product like I am like I'm persuasive but aside from all of that people would get so pumped when they saw my resume they would get excited they would say oh my gosh look at these numbers look how many people she brought into the school um look how many services she did look at her average service ticket price and I basically had the job over the phone I had the job over the phone all of the time I had the job over the phone 
And they they were always saying like, okay, well, let's go ahead and do like the next the next step. Like, come on in. Let me meet you. Let me give you a tour. Let me tell you a little bit about us. Let me get your vibe. And it would be so funny. It would be so funny because I would always sit in the car and say, okay, let's see if they look confused when I get there. And nine times out of ten, they looked confused. So I get out the car and I, you know, walk up to the door and I'm just, you know, looking at the receptionist as I am walking up. The receptionist, she she does not have my hair. She does not have my skin tone. And she's looking like, oh shit. Oh no. Like, is she coming in here to get her hair done? Like what's going on? So I go in there and I'm just like, hi, how are you? I'm here for, um, a job interview or I'm here to see X, Y, Z. Right. And they're like, Oh, okay. What are you here to see them for? And I'm like, Oh, I have an interview. And they're like, Oh, you're Jasmine. Like it, it was always the, Oh, that that's you. Right. So it, it's it's always so funny every time when it happens, but it's kind of, <laughs> it, it, it was funny. I was like, oh my goodness, but I'm used to it, sadly. I'm used to it. So I get there and then, you know, like the, the person comes out of the back and they're like, oh, oh, okay, hey, um, yeah, let's go ahead and start the interview process, right? So we would start the interview process and they would just kind of like double check my credentials, which I mean, it's an, it's, it's an interview. Like, of course, like go ahead, whatever, like that's protocol. So he's like double checking my, my, uh, my like stats and, you know, like uh, another person, they would just say like, oh, okay, cool. Like these are your references. This is where you're from. Cool. And they would ask me like, oh, okay, well, so what services do you like doing and all of these things? And I would like list out, you know, highlight color, you know, all of these things. Literally right before I graduated, I probably applied to ooh, like tw- like eight to like 12-ish, eight to like 12-ish different salons before I graduated. And then, um, but I, I didn't end up at any of those. I ended up at um, a retail store because I have such a love-hate with retail. But I remember just like telling them like, okay, yeah, this is what I did. And then at the very end of the interview, it would kind of like close out with a, you know, well, one thing about us, we're all about family here. We're all about, you know, team building. And the number one thing that comes first with us is making our clients feel comfortable and making sure that we bring people on our team that, you know, uh, like fit their style or, you know, go well with their values or, you know, fill their puzzle and all of these things. And, you know, they would tell me, okay, well, I'll let you know um, if you got the job or not, I'll call you or I'll send you an email and blah, blah. So they would always follow up with an email and the email was literally always in less than, you know, 24 to 48 hours. And they would just let me know like, yeah, we don't think that you're going to be a good fit and we don't think, uh, you're the right person for us and blah, blah, blah. And all of these things. Right. And I'm like, but literally when we were on the phone, you were literally talking about when is my availability to, come in to shadow, to work, to bring in a practice model, right? But I had this, I had this situation happen to me a couple of times and I would always get so discouraged. I would get so discouraged because I would feel like, well, dang, if I am, you know, I spent the money, I went to school, I did all of the, you know, the practice hair, I did all of the service hours and I am trying to start my career in the field that I love and I can't get the job because I... I'm not going to make their clients feel comfortable because they might not know if I can do their hair, basically. But in reality, I can probably do like your hair way better than I can do mine. But that's a whole nother thing. (laughs) But I was just so butthurt and I just turn to, you know, what always brings me joy. What always brings me joy is just being, you know, creative and fun. And it always, you know, ignites like a good idea because I was in the place where I was like, okay, well, 
what is going to make money right now, right? And I applied to a retail job. I I applied to a retail job. It's like a beauty retail job. Um, I don't want to say the name, but it's definitely a beauty store that people go to if they try to dye their hair. So... (laughs) That, that probably told you right there. But whenever I was working there, I, I was there and, you know, people would come in and, you know, they would, you know, ask about hair color and, oh, well, who, who went to school here? And cause you know, like if you work at one of those stores, um, you technically don't have to be licensed to work there, but if you are licensed, you're going to be busy because you're going to be answering everybody's question. So people would always kind of like look over me and like go to somebody else like, Hey, I need help on, you know, X, Y, Z. How do I do this color? and they would bring me out you know little baby face and all right they would bring me out my little baby face and they would be like oh you know about color you're like girl like wait no I just you know draw sometimes with crayons and color and like what but (laughs) I'm so silly I'm so dramatic but they would always get shocked. And whenever I would tell them, you know, like, okay, well, if you're trying to do highlights, this is how you do it. And if you want to do this, this is how you do it. And I was telling them how not to have their hair melt off. And it's so funny, even like sometimes when I give them advice, like they would still come back. And what I told them would happen if they didn't do what I suggested it always happened and they would always come back right before like it's time for me to clock out and go home and it would just be so fun to just like see them coming in they're like oh hey be like oh I'm off like bye bye guys (laughs) but I'm so funny those are the days back when I was like petty jasmine and I needed to do a lot of like personal development and growth but that's nowhere here nor there but I would always just kind of like feel a certain way like why don't people want to take my advice Why do people second guess me? Why when I come to, you know, these salons for, you know, interview, why are they always so shocked? Like, like what, what do I need to do to fit in? And that is what kind of, you know, developed into my headspace of when I was early in my business, when I was early in my business, I was always thinking, how can I make my business fit in? How can I not bring attention to myself? Because obviously, bringing attention to myself, you know, like repels people, right? It repels people. And that was my thought process, y'all. That is how I was thinking when I was operating my business at a young age. I was trying so hard to blend in. And (laughs) I remember the days when I was just like, you know, doing my website and doing my business cards and going to these events and just going to like locations and leaving my business cards. Right. And I remember like sometimes when I, you know, like had you know people reach out to me they'll see my Instagram and my Instagram now I had a couple of selfies back in the day because I started my Instagram when I was still in cosmetology school so I had a lot of like you know like bad photos like me just like got food out there and all that and whatnot but you know people would always kind of like scroll my Instagram feed and they say like hey like I see that you do uh, like freelance hair and makeup. So that's what I turned to. I just freelance. I ended up freelancing while I, you know, uh, was working in retail at that time. I was freelancing and right um, a few months before I graduated cosmetology school is when I got a chance to do the Charleston Fashion Week. I graduated around like June, July-ish, and Charleston Fashion Week is always in March. So I went to the Fashion Week and I was able to help backstage with like hair and makeup and uh, always with, you know, like Charleston Fashion Week is always so like interesting to me because it's always like the same, like three or four brown models out of like 
50 or 60 models, but that's a whole nother topic. But whenever I would, you know, like I was like helping backstage and I was just like, this is amazing. Like all of the hairspray just going all over the place and, you know, makeup artists and they're throwing brushes around and like the glam is happening. And, and, uh, the last day of Charleston fashion week was actually the day that they did bridal. And we got up at like five o'clock in the morning, which is so funny because I love getting up early in the morning. Um, but we got there at like five o'clock in the morning and we did not leave till like 11 o'clock at night and it was nothing but gorgeous gorgeous like gowns and I was literally in the corner like drooling I was like this is amazing I'm loving these hairstyles I'm loving this dewy skin this is I need to do this this is fun so right before um I was planning right before I graduated cosmetology school, I was planning on like doing a salon suite. Like I, I, I was so like all over the place guys, but that's just how I was back then. I wanted a salon suite and I wanted to like work at a salon, but I wanted to like build my way up while I was growing. But that's, that's, that's just like little crazy me, like doing the most. But I had all of this equipment to like open up a salon suite because I was like, well, nobody's hiring. I'm going to create my own table and I'm just going to do what I need to do. Right. So I was like, I'm going to do my own salon, you know, like I can't get a job at a salon. I'll create my own. Right. That's me. But I ended up not doing that. And I ended up getting my business license to become a freelance artist and just have like a little baby bridal business, which was my passion project while I juggled all of my part time jobs. But one thing that ended up was I would always do free model calls. I did free model calls. And this is literally like how I started my business, y'all. But um, I was doing free model calls. And I would post in like those Facebook pages. Um, anybody that I saw that I thought was cute, I was like a weird like guy like, hey, girl, like you're adorable. Like, can I do your makeup? Like, <laughs> like, can I get your number? Right. And that was how I started, you know, getting faces, getting the practice and just like growing from there y'all when I first started my business I did not know how to do makeup like I was just like doing what I saw on YouTube now let me tell you YouTube makeup or or certain YouTube makeup artists are not actual like professional makeup artists when it comes to like the aesthetic knowing how to use certain mediums mixing um agents when it comes to those that is what makeup artistry was and I did not have those skills I did not have those skills at all so I practiced a lot I did free model calls and I would just say like hey I just want to do your makeup we're probably going to be here for a little minute and I just want to take a picture after and you can just look cute or wipe off your makeup when you leave so I would come to these people's houses and I would do their hair do their makeup get photos for my Instagram profile and I would be posting on my Facebook posting on my Instagram and that is how I, one, started practicing and two, started growing my business. I am a kind of girl, I just like to jump right on in and I just start implementing and going, implementing and going because... The, I mean, that's just how you have to do it. So it became a point to where, you know, people were seeing, you know, the faces that I'm doing and I got, you know, eyes on my business. And I think the very first year I booked like three weddings, y'all. I booked three weddings and I was so proud of my three little weddings and they were all uh, Caucasian brides, which is so, it was so funny because I remember the days when I would get messages before I had those photos and it would just just kind of be like hey like can like can you do my makeup like I don't see it on your page like can you like I didn't see any result like can you help me but that's so funny because that's something that I literally just did a uh, collaboration with um there is a fellow boss beauty babe her name's Brianna she also is a bridal hair and makeup team artist and she's also a bridal beauty business coach too. Y'all, I am all about community over competition. Like there's enough pie for everybody. And I did a training over on how including diversity in your social media platform can actually help you lead to more sales and bookings in your business. And literally 
that is when it happened. I noticed, okay, I have a variety. I have brown skin. I have light skin. I have dark. I have medium. I have fair. I have all of these skin tones and I'm putting them out to the world so you can see what I can do. This is what I can do. This is my service. This is who I service. And uh, Anybody of a shade, right? So, I did that and, you know, business started to grow very slowly, but business was starting to grow and people were seeing that I was, you know, showcasing over and over again, you know, like diversity, color, fair tones, um, you know, biracial, you know, Indian, Chinese, whatever it is, right? Because me, like I said before, I already know how to do my skin, I already know how to do my skin. I need to know how to do everybody else's skin. Now, that right there separates a professional from a hobbyist. If you are a makeup artist, if you are a hairstylist, now, I'll I'll say depending on what kind of clients you're trying to attract, whatever, but if you are a professional, you need to know how to do everyone's hair. If I had... A fair skin client sit in my and sit in my chair, and I never took the time to practice, to learn how to color match, to learn how to highlight certain features, how to color correct. You know, if I did not learn how to do all of these things, then I would not see myself as a professional because I cannot provide service for everyone. This is just something that comes naturally to my head because that's just how I think, but. What happens is, you know, if I'm not showcasing diversity on my page, then somebody who does not look like me is going to land on my page and they're not going to think that I can service them because I'm not showing them that result. I'm not showing them on my page. And this is something that I just want to do like a semi ran on or like a semi ran on for a little second. So bear with me. Me as a client, I'm in a biracial relationship. I mean, in a biracial and Lord, y'all, the, the coffee is wearing off. I'm in a interracial relationship. And like my boyfriend is a very fair skin, y'all. Like he's a very fair skin. And if I were to, you know, have like a huge bridal party and, you know, have his family and my family and my friends and his friends, you know, like do something in like the glam field, there is going to be a certain feeling and comfort that myself as a bride is going to be looking for when I'm booking, you know, like different vendors. If I cannot land on your profile and scroll maybe like one, two or three times and see somebody that looks like me, I am not going to think that you are for me. Because when it comes to taking photos, y'all, this is like a whole nother side rant. When it comes to taking photos, the saturation in photos, if you do not know how to make make a dark person, y'all, if y'all have never seen me, I am like dark chocolate. But I have had photos before where I look green, where I look muddy brown, grayish, blackish, like like not my color, right? And this is something that that's a whole nother factor right there. But I'm not going to know if you can pull off getting my skin tone right in photos. This isn't even about makeup yet. But if I can't see you working with me and seeing what the results of other people that look like me look like on your portfolio, I am not going to think that I can give you my money. Even if it's a high ticket price, because like I like quality, like I'm not going to give you my money. And this goes into brides when they're looking for hair and makeup. If I'm a fair skinned bride and I have a Middle Eastern friend and I have an Italian friend and I have a Hawaiian friend and I have a Nigerian friend, whatever. If I have these ladies in my friend group, I want to make sure that they feel awesome. So many times before I had a, a full range of images on our website, 
I would get messages, hey, one of my bridesmaids is getting a little bit worried about hair. She has naturally coarse hair, and like this is the photo. She sent me the photo, and she wants to know if you need her to do her own hair or if I need her to do something specific and or whatever it is or can I service her. And like they wouldn't know who the owner is of the company, right? They're just like, oh, Lord, like who's going to who's this going to be that's going to like do our hair and then like the amount of times when people just said like oh my gosh I'm so glad that it's you because I know that you know like you know like that conversation right there is like so funny every time I every time I hear it um especially when I was like working at blow dry bars like girls with curly hair like oh my gosh girl you understand get these roots right so (laughs) I'm silly but it is such a um it's just such a hassle sometimes because they don't, they're not saying it to be offensive. Like, they're not saying it to be offensive. It's because, like, we've had situations. I've had a situation where, you know, somebody did my makeup and they made me look dead. Like, <laughs> that sounds bad, but, like, the 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 color matching was way off. The color matching was way off. This person was a professional, Right? This was a professional who did my skin and did not match me correctly. So as a professional, make sure that you are educating yourself. But I wanted to educate myself because if I do anything, I don't like half-assing things. I don't. I don't like half-assing things. Now, sometimes life happens and like, you know, things might things might happen, but I don't want to half-ass anything. And I wanted to make sure that I was fully equipped to say that I'm a business owner because I want to show up 110% to the party. A little bit about me, I'm the middle of three. I'm the middle of three and my sister's a bookworm. My older sister, she's a bookworm. She's super smart. She's super educated as we all are. Um, And my baby sister, she's the baby. She's the baby. Like she's she's the baby and me I'm just kind of like that black sheep right so I'm that black sheep um out of my mom's girls and like that's already like an awkward phase right that's already an awkward phase and I am the kind of person like I love to speak up I love to be funny I love to bring joy like I'm literally like what is it like Dr. Heckle and Mr. High or Mr. High Dr. Heckle one of those but I'm always looking for ways to make people feel good, make people feel accepted and like just be the jokester, right? I am the jokester 110%, but sometimes I am like a huge introvert. But I remember like any time when, you know, like it would be like outings, um, you know, for my business, I would just get so excited. I would get so excited and I would be like, I'm going to this business event and I'm going to talk about my business. I got all of my cards and, you know, I'm looking for an outfit, you know, all of that, making sure my hair is cute, makeup's cute. And I go to these places to like network my business, right? Now, just like I was saying, you know, like before when I was in, you know, cosmetology school, I was like one of the token brown girls. And, you know, I've already applied at all of these jobs and they told me basically they don't want to make their clients feel uncomfortable. And I was already, you know, like, you know, trying to grow my business, you know, working with people. People are saying like, hey, like, can you do my skin tone? Like what? Like do you know what's going on? And then I got to the point where I got over, you know, just going to social networking events. Now, when I started going to social networking events, I am born and raised from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I got a little bit of geeky in me, um, and it comes out at times, but, um, I feel like I contain it pretty well unless I get excited. But when I used to go to these events, you know, I would always try and like, let me talk nice. Let me talk clear. Let me talk slow. Let me not talk fast like I always do, right? And I was trying to blend in. I was trying to blend in so hard, right? And I just remember just like kind of like walking the room, getting the vibe, sculpting people out. Like this is what I do. Like I go in, I sculpt people out. I'm seeing, okay, who looks like a person that I might can stand by that might start a conversation with me, right? Because, you know, like introvert status, like I was not on the, hey, how are you? My name is Jasmine. Who are you? You know, like shook hands and exchange business cards. Like I was not that Jasmine. I was more like, 
let me read the room let me see how they're feeling let me see what's going on so I would go to these rooms and it would be like you it just felt not heavy it didn't feel heavy it felt thick like the air in the room felt thick right like you know like when you get like a lump in your throat you're like oh my gosh like I need some water right and I would just like walk around the room and just like get the vibe and one thing about me is like I can sense people's energy I can sense people's energy and it will just like it'll let me know like either it's like a good vibe or like a bad vibe like I need to go right and I remember people would people would start conversations with me. They would be like, "Oh, how are you?" One, they thought that I worked there at the at the location that they were at. No, sorry, I do not work here. I am a fellow business owner that I am stocked up with freaking business cards to give you. No, I do not work here. So I'm there and they're like, oh, whose business are you here for? And I was like, oh, I'm here for my own business. I own a bridal hair and makeup company. And it always kind of went to, oh, oh, that's, that's cute. And the no, maybe it's because I have a baby face. I don't know. But the amount of times that I was told that my business was cute Oh, oh, really? Oh, how has that been? Oh, really? Oh, you have a business? Oh, you're a business owner? I felt like, why is it so surprising? Like, why is, why is the fact, like, because I'm young? I get that in general, because I'm young. But why is that so surprising? Why is it cute? Why isn't it, oh, let me see your card. Oh, what's your website? Oh, can I follow you on social? No, none of that. They would keep their drink in their hand and then after they told me it was cute, they would just kind of like shuffle back into like their circle of whoever they were with, right? Now, this is, I mean, that's something that happens like on the reg, like on the regular, like being full honest, like that's something that happens on the regular. And most of the time, It's because either like they were talking to me on Instagram or they were talking to me on, you know, some platform that didn't like have like my actual like photo because it wasn't my my personal page. And they're like, oh, I'm here. Or like the the times when I would go to coffee dates, coffee dates. Oh, my gosh. I used to book a ton of coffee dates to network. Y'all, this is literally how I grew my business if you are not taking notes. But I booked a ton of coffee dates and I would like network with people. And I remember like I did not have my photo up for a while. I had like a styled shoot photo up there of like um, like a past uh, like model that I did. And the model was not my color, y'all. The model was not my color. So people would always get surprised. Like whenever like we're doing a coffee date, it's like, oh, okay, I'm the girl in the blue jacket or I'm the person with the, you know, X, Y, Z. Me like experiencing like the things that I've already experienced. People be like, oh, you're Jasmine. Oh, I wasn't expecting you. Oh, I didn't know what you look like. I just like full out say I'm the brown girl with like the bun in her hair or like the one with the green like shirt or whatever. I'm always telling you I am the brown girl. So you know exactly who I am. And every time when we went anywhere, like they would literally just walk up to me and no, because I was I'm always like the brown girl everywhere. But the, whatever, I, I guess I'll just take that. I'm the token brown girl. But um, like things would go good. They would just be like, oh my gosh, like I never knew who it was, you know, um, behind the photo and all of these things. And, you know, like those connections, they would build up and they were amazing. They were amazing. But like, I felt like I just had to address that, you know, I was the brown girl um, anytime somebody like met me. But kind of like getting past that one big thing in my mindset that has been shifted into the way that I am running my business and operating now and from scaling is when I actually decided to get serious in my business. That was a whole mental shift that took me so long. And I always wondered, have you ever just wanted something like so bad and you're like, oh my gosh, like, what do I need to do, right? Like, what is it that I need to do? What button do I need to punch? What order do I need to do it in, right? 
and I always felt like I was doing something like backwards like I'm missing this one step and that one step was just being me. That one step was being me. Y'all, like I said in the beginning, I was trying so hard to make my business blend in. I had to try so hard or I was trying so hard to like not bring any attention to myself because I don't know if it's that I didn't know that I wanted people to figure out that like I was the brown, brown girl behind the, you know, like fair skin model photo or something. But for a while I wasn't really showing up as me I was showing up as the person that they thought that I needed to be and I was like well they want you know proper sweet southern girl jazz and I'm gonna give it to them right because I was like oh this is a business I have to put on my business persona this is what you do when you have a business you have to be happy you have to be giddy you have to be whatever and I mean, that's me in general um, anyways, but I thought that I had to dilute my actual personality because if you have not noticed, your girl is a little bit, she cray, she interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought I had it to kind of like fit a certain mold when it came to my business. But that happened and one thing that I will say that's really helped me is just being my 100% self, being like non-apologetically me and saying the things that I want to say. If I feel a certain way, saying those things. If I wanted to collaborate or connect with somebody, even if they let me, let me on red. Me being in my full self help me so much to just break through so many different mental shifts, mental blocks that helped me in my business because I learned how to not take things personal. Because guess what? You are not for everybody. I am not for everybody. And that is completely okay. But that is one thing that you need to do. If you're somebody that's not showing up in your business 100% as yourself, regardless of your skin tone, then girlfriend, you need to do that. You are doing yourself a disservice by not being your true self. You can be awkward. You can be funny. You can be weird. You can be quirky. You can be whatever. You can be all of those things because being yourself is going to help you find your tribe. But that's one thing that definitely helped grow my business is just being myself. And the next thing that I had to do personally um, within my business is to realize that I can't grow my business on a scarcity mindset, y'all. Y'all, I talk about scarcity mindset so much because when it comes to uh, money, wealth, or uh, just, just money and wealth um, in general, there were so many different money blocks that I had to overcome, right? And these are things that I might have heard, you know, like growing up because, you know, like I already lived in like a certain neighborhood. Um, my neighbors were like a certain way. Um, and, you know, a lot of them had the same beliefs. You know, money doesn't grow on trees. People that have money are greedy. And for the longest, I struggled with not fully succeeding in my business because I did not want to feel like I was getting disowned um, because I was doing good, if that makes any sense. Now, nobody in my family has ever made me felt like that, just so you know, but I had a fear of failure and I had a fear of success. Now, this is something that is so common for a lot of people, but de but depending on what that underlying root of that cause actually is, girlfriend, girlfriend, that is major. That is major. If you are somebody that is not filling up, I mean, showing up at your full potential, why? Why are you limiting your greatness? Why are you limiting you know, how powerful you are. And I realized that I was, you know, not fully showing up because, you know, I was, I was in fear because I would, I would do something one time out. I, I would learn a new strategy on, you know, Instagram or, you know, whatever, or I'd get like a, a little baby course or something and spend like, you know, less than nothing for it. And I would get results. And then I would, I would stop. I would get results and I would stop. Because I would 
it would freak me out. It would freak me out too much. I was like, oh my gosh, like that actually worked. I remember when I actually was able to uh, hire on help in my business. And that was right around the time when I got HoneyBook. Y'all, I always talk about HoneyBook because it's like literally life-changing. It's it saved my life. It saved my life, y'all. And it saved my life because I, I was testing out everything. I was going hard in the paint with all of the strategies. I was like, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that because I was so, I was so eager and so um, driven to get a result. And that result was to not live paycheck to paycheck. Me saying I wanted to be financially stable was something that was so limiting to me. And I didn't even realize it. I wanted to just be okay. I wanted to just be okay. I didn't want to have all of this greatness because in the back of my head, people with money are greedy because that's what I heard growing up. So anytime that I did something, I would half ass my way and basically get lackluster results. I would get results, but they wouldn't be like those full hardcore results that I knew that I was capable of making. And it was because I was fearful, but back to the HoneyBook story. So I was, you know, like on this high of just like investing in myself, investing in my business. And I was like, I'm going to get my CRM system. So I got my, my HoneyBook profile and y'all HoneyBook is $20 and it literally has like done a ton of things in my business. Definitely a huge return on investment with that. But I was testing out ads. I was testing out ads. I set up my, my first HoneyBook flow with a welcome form. So when people land on my website, they can fill out a form and it goes to my uh, my CRM system. And then my system sends them like a welcome message, but like all of my details, which helped me save so much time because I didn't have to do it manually, right? So I'm testing out on ads. And this story just kind of like went so sideways, but I'm testing out these ads and I got like 36 like inquiries in like a few days and I was like holy f holy f it worked it worked and I got freaked out I got freaked out and I stopped I stopped and for the longest time I was just in a mental tug of war battle constantly with myself and my greater self myself that was getting held down by all of the things that I was hearing all the experiences all of my past you know scenarios that I had to go to of situations that told me that I wasn't good enough for this job you're not good enough here you don't look like us. No, girl, like we don't hire those. No, girl, we need our clients to be comfortable. What are you doing here? You know, like I know I'm like making like like a little bit of joke out of it, but that's how I view those situations. I was like, okay, well, well, that that happened. So maybe, maybe it's right. Maybe I can't be successful. Maybe I'm just, you know, over here with my little cute business. Maybe I'm over here. Uh, I need to be like everybody else. I'm not, um, I'm showing up and maybe people like aren't liking who I am. These are all the things that come to our head, right? These are all of the things that come to our head. This is what, this is what goes through our minds, you know, when you're trying to do all of these things and me just learning how to grow, learning how to mentally coach myself out of scenarios and situations that if I wasn't aware of my, you know, my higher self, my, my well-being, if I was not able to realize these things, then I would stay in my environmental surroundings and make that my reality. I would have made it my reality because that is what I only knew. That's what I only knew. I only knew struggle. I only knew the words that if I was wealthy, then I'm a greedy person. These are things that I had to uh, force through and I got through those mental blocks from 
journaling, journaling and meditation, y'all journaling and meditation. I am a person, I don't really, I'm a Scorpio, um, Myers-Briggs, I'm an INTJ, um, Enneagram. Actually, I'm going to retake my Enneagram test because I hear that it changes. Um, last time I took it, I believe I was like a five, but I hear that you can get like way more in depth with that. So I'm, I'm that's random, but I'm going to retake it and see what I am. But I am very results driven. I am very results driven. Um, I jump to conclusions. I get in my head a lot. And sometimes I I don't really like show too much emotion in public. Um, I'm the kind of person that bottles things up, which is like really bad, but I'm I, I learned how to deal with that. But that is why communication is like everything with me. Like, let me just be upfront and tell you right now. So I had to get over these things by investing in me and what investing, investing, what investing in me looked like, looked like investing in my business. Any course, coach, program, influencers, podcasts, books, anything, anything that I do outside of business is to feed me, is to grow my mental headspace is to become better at being aware, at becoming my best self so I can lead a team. Y'all, I don't know if you know, but I have three businesses, three. And my teams, not just for my bridal company, but my teams are about to be growing. In order for me to show up 110,000% for my business and the girls on my team and the businesses that I am growing, I need to be correct. I need to be able to realize if something is mentally blocking me from a result because of something that happened to me in in my past or if this is really an issue that's going to keep me stuck. Being aware of those things is huge in your business. And that is why this podcast has a ton of personal development and mindset in it because it is tied into your success. And I am just going to wrap up the podcast um, right there with a couple of notes because I see we're almost at an hour. But you as a business owner, regardless of what color you are, what shade you are, If there are situations where you don't feel accepted, included, or you feel like there is a lack of diversity for who you are or the people that you want to see represented, make your own table. Make your own table. Stop waiting for people to give you a handout. And I'm not saying this as something that is harsh. Sometimes I hear, oh, well, it's hard to start a business and, you know, not feel included or you, you got to know the right people and, you know, it's a very clicky world, which I mean, I'm not saying that those statements are not true. I'm not saying that they're, they're right or they're false, but stop waiting for somebody to give you validation and give yourself validation. Give your own self the validation to be 100% yourself, to love you for you, to create your own mode, to create your own form, to create your own version of what is beautiful. And what is beautiful can be you, it can be your business, it can be a thought, an idea, a service, whatever it is that you want to put out into the world, do it from your heart. Don't do it because you want to do what you think will be aesthetically pleasing or what you would think would sell better. Don't do it from that. Do it from you. Do it from your inner self. And with that being said, I'm going to let you go with a quote. No, I lied. (laughs) I'm not going to let you go with a quote. I'm going to leave you with some book recommendations and these books are not on you know like uh like justice or like black community or white community or whatever it is this is books on growing your mental state because i truly feel if you regardless of your bra- background 
If you are not growing and expanding your mind every day and you are a business owner, there are certain things that are going to keep you stuck. If you if you never realize that they're keeping you stuck, you will be the person that life is on repeat of the same old situation over and over again because you have not yet learned that lesson. That lesson comes from within. Once you master that, you can master anything anything but book recommendation atomic habits by james clear definitely 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 a must read um youtube video youtube video that's not even a book recommendation but youtube video um by bob proctor bob proctor he's cool he has a video that you can look at it's an interview and it's, do you know who you are? Or do you really know who you are? And let me tell you, if you have never had a deep thought about yourself or wanted to know more of why you do these habits, what certain things from your childhood have carried into your adult life that you haven't even noticed, you're going to get such a trigger for a spiritual awakening that you're you're just going to it's it's going to be amazing for you. It's going to be a huge transformation for you in your life and your business. But those are the recommendations that I have for you. Um I am going to go ahead and head out, guys. This podcast was more of, you know, some of the challenges that I had um while, you know, starting my business, things that led me to actually start my business, um mental blocks that kept me stuck and ways that I, you know, got over it and how I'm moving forward is, you know, being a forever learner, a, a forever learner in everything and, you know, learning about, you know, how I can help other people, how I can use my platform even more to educate, to show light, to, you know, just be a vessel of a bigger movement than, you know, myself. Things are so much bigger than you, than me, than, you know, our friends, like the world, like there is a huge movement that's going on that I am just so proud to be a part of and to just like witness everybody coming together and just like showing love. But please leave me a review because I am actually going to start doing a giveaway really soon. And if you leave me a review, I'm going to be choosing a review, um, maybe like once a month or once every like two or three weeks and giving you something special. It might be an Amazon gift card. It might be Starbucks gift card. Who knows? Something fun, something fun is coming, guys. So I'll let you head out and I cannot wait to be in your ears again soon. Bye, guys. Hey, wait, before you go, I just wanted to tell you about my class that's coming up. June 17th, I am hosting a business reboot, and this class is perfect for anyone who has maybe taken a break from posting on social media, or if you have a new side hustle, passion project, or business that you want to start promoting. This is going to help you create your own lead generation system on autopilot so you can increase your sales and you can create a foolproof marketing strategy all in one. This class is only $45. It's going to be online and it's going to have massive amounts of value to help transform the way you operate your life so you can cut your workdays in half. Now, who doesn't want that? Now, there's only eight spots left in this class because people are buying their seats now. It's only $45. If you want to get in that class, make sure you reach out to me over on Instagram at beauty and the network and I'll go ahead and have your seats saved for you. Bye girl.